Todd, do you like pussy? Do you like to pet pussy? Do you like to stroke pussy? Do you like to give it some milk in totally, the morning? You just totally stole my bit. <laughs> you stole my bit. Uh, I think everyone knows what we're getting at. Um, a new breed, 2011 Furball Gala. I would have just called it the Furball. Wouldn't that have been a better title? That is the Furball. The people listen. The people who wrote this. <laughs> Take always, notes. Always big time. Yeah. The Fort McMurray SUCA 2011 Furball Gala is held April 16th at Mac Island this year. This is the SPCA's annual uh, fundraising event. Their goal, their goal, 38000 Now, Fort McMurray can do so much better than just 38000 I think. Well, we ship out so much to the United Way. Why don't they just go to the United Way and just be like, hey, give me some of this <laughs> give us, money. Give us some of the United Way. <laughs> Start whipping cats out. Give, give, give cans of, of like... Crack, cans of crackers? They don't sell crackers and cans. <laughs> cans of crackers. <laughs> uh, okay, tickets are $125 a person or $1,000 when you purchase 10. That's a savings, folks. That is $100 a ticket. I was going to say, that's my math is way off. I took a savings of like 200 bucks. What? <laughs> uh, overall. Overall. <laughs> April 16th, Mac Island. Go down, buy a ticket, support the Fort McMurray SPCA, and just head up to their facility. It's located in Gregoire. Very beautiful. Go pet a pussy for us. Go pet a pussy for us. Tickets can be purchased by calling Amy Zach, the fundraising coordinator, 780-743-8997, or or email coordinator at fortmcmurrayspca.ca, and of course their website, www.fortmcmurrayspca.ca. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Gentlemen, welcome to the YMM Podcast, Episode Four. I'm Toddsky. I'm Tito. Have you been? It's been an absolutely crazy couple of weeks. I think it has been actually. Um, a whole bunch of shit is going down. We got yes, cop shootings, people getting evicted, more drug busts, a lot and, of negative and you stuff, pi- and you picking a lot of fights online. From what I've uh, from what I've heard, <laughs> um, apparently I'm the ignorant cheerleader that's uh, just full of piss and vinegar. It's all good. It's all good. You're getting attention. That's <laughs> good. Thing. Well. It pretty much sums me up, I'm guessing. That <laughs> it sums up this podcast. Todd, Todd was depressed, about to kill himself, and he's like, maybe I should do a podcast instead. <laughs> <laughs> this has saved my life. Uh, first, uh, The first thing that should, we should probably talk about is uh, something that's been on everyone's mind the last two weeks, because it happened right at the end of our last podcast, is this whole thing with um, uh, Pen, Pen, Pen Horwood? Pen Horwood. And you seem to know more about it than I do. Uh, break it down. Basically, I think it happened on the 16th. It was right after we did episode three, and it was quite near St. Patrick's Day, actually. The fucked up thing is, so let me paint the picture for you. It's like midnight, okay? You're either just getting home from the bar, you're just going to sleep, you're probably already been asleep for a few hours, and all of a sudden they start hammering on the door saying, everyone's got to get the fuck out now. For real? So that's exactly what happened. They evacuated that place like 11.30. It's like Elian Gonzalez. <laughs> on a Friday night. 
Apparently, for the last couple of weeks, these uh, six apartment buildings, I think there's like 120 units, 300 residents, mm-hmm. has been under some intense uh, investigation over is this place structurally sound? And I'm guessing at 11.59 on a Friday night, they deemed it that it wasn't. Whatever. There's just, I bet you there was some building inspection guys that got together <laughs> the night before and they're like, what would be the most inconvenient time to do this? Midnight on a Friday. Well, I know, I know people that were like at the Bedolan or out at the bar, and they go home, and the place yeah. is condemned. Like it's it's, uh, fuck. Why can't I think of the word? Barred off. Yeah, cops yeah. are there. No, they can't get in the house. They're basically the they're basically steering them away. They did set up emergency shelter like they should, like they have to. What was it like a school gym or something? Yeah, but I'm, I think like no one actually went to it. Everyone kind of went to someone else's house. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but like, still, it's for Mac. That, nobody <laughs> takes nobody takes charity for Mac. But imagine that though, coming back from the bar and. It's just you can't get in your house. You're not allowed yeah. to get in. You can't get nothing. Like these people, I think they had two different occasions where it's 15 minutes to go in and get stuff, and it wasn't even heavy stuff. Because what they're worried is that the place is actually going to collapse. Okay, where 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 in the city is this? Todd? In Horwood, it's right by uh, Sport and Wellness Center. Sports and Wellness Center. Sinkard Sport and Wellness Center. Oh, is that in the? the it's those. Six, are those the new buildings? It's those six buildings. They were only built in like 03, 04. Oh shit. I've been doing some investigation, and like apparently, when they built this spot, like of course, when you when you build the house, the ground shifts. It's just the natural way that mm-hmm. it works. So you're supposed to. The first five years is called what's known as settling. Yeah, and yeah. You're supposed to build like certain ways. Okay, to let, let's let's um for for our, our listeners that aren't from former, let's draw a little bit of a picture. Well, the verdict is in on the future of a troubled condominium complex in Fort McMurray. And the news isn't good for residents. Engineers have been assessing the structural stability of the Penn Horwood apartments after residents were forced out of the complex two weeks ago. Seven buildings were deemed structurally unsound. The team of engineers have been hoping to come up with a plan to stabilize the complex, but it appears that just isn't possible. Christina Salvo joins us now with the details. Well, Gord, any hope that these roughly 300 residents had of retrieving their belongings has been crushed today as the remediation team condemned all seven Penhorwood structures. Now, these pictures show why that decision was made. The structural integrity of the buildings have been rapidly deteriorating by the day. In fact, what the team says is most alarming is that much of the failure in the concrete walls has occurred after residents were evacuated. The building code is in place. The building should have been inspected. Um, and in, those, in some of the particular cases, uh, you know, the municipal government is involved for, uh, and responsible for, for the building inspection. But I just want to find out, uh, make sure that it doesn't happen again, and, and where the system broke. The Employment and Immigration Minister and Municipal Affairs Minister were also in the area to offer relief initially to displaced residents, in some cases putting them up in hotels and others helping them with some monetary relief. But today the Premier says the province will also look into any additional support it may be able to offer them. Now, Gord, there is a lot lost here for residents. Their homes, money put into those homes, virtually all their belongings, furniture. It's just, just a terrible situation. Yeah, devastating news for them today. Thanks, Christina. You're welcome. Okay, so anyway, so like I was saying, it's right across from um, the Fort McMurray College, the Keanu College. So, I mean, you yeah. know, a well, place of higher learning. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently what happened was the ground is shifting. Mm-hmm. And they didn't put in like a certain, I'm not totally familiar with the process, pylons, I guess some people call them pillars. Mm-hmm. They didn't put in the proper uh, structures to make it move with the ground. Basically, they just put it on top of the ground and just put the buildings up. Mm-hmm. So now the building, the ground is shifting, 
Mm-hmm. And the whole support structure is cracking, bending. Like, basically, they were worried that this place is just going to fall down altogether. That'd be crazy. So, when they're, they evacuate everyone at midnight, which I still can't get over. That was pretty stupid, well, first of all. Well, the only thing I can think of is that they knew when that's the majority... But wait a minute, wouldn't they, wouldn't, they have, wouldn't they actually have to provide notice before doing something like that, though? They're worried that the building's going to collapse. Like, they're worried that this is going to keep... Yeah, but I mean, if they were worried... Because you say, you say that they did an assessment, right? Mm. You would think that during the assessment, they'd be like, listen, guys, shit might go down this literally pretty fall. soon, yeah. so be ready to pack your shit and move your shit out of this shit. Yeah. Well, no, that's, the only thing I can think of is the reason why they did it that late. Mm. Was because they knew when, that's when the majority of people would be home. That's the only thing I can fathom. Because I don't know what engineer... Spent the last three months underneath there, and then all of a sudden, at a midnight, well, here's the question: Let's get him out. What structural engineer didn't do his job? Well, is the big question, right? Here's the big debate: Is where's the blame going? Because we have 300 residents that literally some of them own the place. Yeah, that still got to pay mortgage, and they can't get in there. Now, what's they the question? Get their shit. Is the question is. Who built this housing? Was, was it all privately privately? Just some random builder, like like not random yeah, yeah. builder, like you know how there's Cherrywood Homes or because I mean it, essentially what I'm thinking is like that's where the the liability goes to. Apparently, this guy uh, filed for bankruptcy a few years ago and oh, boom, he's gone. So where does the blame? He's run? in Barbados, <laughs> <laughs> enjoying his money. People, My house is structurally he's sound. Probably, he's probably doing a podcast right now on like the Caribbean, going. That's what these fuckers are. Yeah, how to fuck people sick. over and get rich doing it. <laughs> but everyone's now pointing is how like who's going to take the blame? we need a bailout. Who's going to take responsibility? <laughs> well, that's the big fight. The big fight on Twitter right now and a lot of stuff is some people think that the government should bail these people out using like oh, a mer- the debate was, should Melissa Blake declare a state of emergency so they get those emergency funding from the government? Like, <laughs> I never... But here's the thing. If she were to do that, she's basically admitting that her her staff... Because essentially, before any bill, a structure gets built in Fort Murray, it has to be approved by the city. You're right. Right? Yep. So she's basically saying, we fucked up. We didn't, we didn't pay attention mm. during the final inspection, and now this has happened. But there's that, and then there, do you classify this as a state of emergency? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a like state of emergency. Flood, natural disaster. I mean, it's meltdowns. it's um like that's some that's a state of emergency. I mean, no, this is this is the equivalent of you know those '80s movies when they're like, you know, it's like uh, the rich guy's father is gonna buy the center, like the sports center, and it's like, oh, we gotta save the center. This is the exact same scenario. <laughs> Essentially, there has to be a ski off somewhere. <laughs> well, like that's like to me, this isn't an emergency. Yeah, if my house gets. Fucking no, I agree with you. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have the the government shouldn't have to like shouldn't have to pay for my way. This to me, there's no difference in the three of us in this house and the three hundred residents. This, this there, re- that's what yeah. social services is for. They have donations set up. If you want to go donate uh, items like furniture or money, they got a donation center set up. I think that yeah. Was, yeah but here, here's the thing: like you can't like you can't say that without sympathizing for the people that. Oh, that I sympathize to, right? for them, but they're aiming at the wrong. No, no. People. Here's the thing: like, um, uh, and and do rightly so because it wasn't their fault. The people that are being affected by this, they're looking at a 100 percent return. Essentially, they're saying. What I lost, I want back. back. Exactly yes. how it is. I'm sorry to say this, but that's not going to happen. No. You are in a lose situation right now. Yeah, Someone fucked up, and it wasn't you guys. No. 
But unfortunately, you guys yeah, are going to get. The end of the- I mean, at best, you guys might be able to recover fifty to sixty percent of what, like, in terms of tr- um, uh, trying to uh, what's it called, uh, uh, um, get back money through a lawsuit or what have you. And and if you say this guy's bankrupt, yeah, like where are they going to get the money? Well, they could sue the city. the city. Yeah, yeah. And and here's the thing: they sue the city. Who who gets fucked over then? The rest of us. Yeah, yeah but end, I mean, but here, here's the thing. Like, it, you're right. It's a shitty end of the stick for these 300 people. Mm-hmm. But there's, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, I'll just have to go after the city for money. Mm-hmm. To, to be honest, they got to stop crying after the government because the government, I, like I said, there's no difference between me having my house explored with water or something like that and me getting kicked out and me crying with the government saying, emergency, emergency, emergency. No, no, no. You're just like, there's no difference. Now, I guess the other question is insurance. Everyone pays homeowner insurance. You have to. It's mm. how how does that come into play? That's a good question. And again, this is where you get into the fact that how much can they recover from this, right? Mm. I had an incident with my house in Edmonton yeah. where um, essentially, uh, well, I mean, technically, it was kind of almost my fault. Essentially, what happened? <laughs> oh, well, I'm saying almost, right? Because I did everything right. I shut down the water and all that, but essentially, my pipes froze because my furnace kicked out, right? And I had to deal with insurance, and insurance is a pain in the ass. Did I eventually get them to uh, to finish the work? Yes, I did. But was it like it was like literally pulling muscles from a shell? Like it was really they would they did not one they one I had to fight them for the claim. Yeah. And once I was able to finally get the claim, it was all begrudging. All the work was being done. Like yeah. essentially, I'm like they fix they 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 replace the pipes, fix the wall, no paint job. I'm like guys, finish it, finish it. And they're like, oh, we'll get around the next week. But what I'm I guess what I'm getting at is. These people have to be prepared for that, right? Yeah. Like they're if they're gonna whatever they make back from this or whatever they can recover from this, it's they're gonna have to do a kicking and screaming because, like, unfortunately, and and you're right. The, I mean, the city as well as like the government in general, there's not a lot of support for this. And I think insurance is the hugest scam in the world. Yeah. Well, it is because like this is what we we pay so ever much money a month for the possibility, right? Yeah, something that might happen. And you're right, so one like. To be honest, like I can see from an insurance perspective, right? Like they're getting all this money, but all of a sudden, like they're getting their fifty bucks of homeowner insurance from you a month. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Okay, this happened, so now you owe me a couple hundred thousand or a couple thousand, whatever, right?" So of course they're gonna do whatever they possibly can to get out of that claim. So they'll go through this. They'll probably went through your place like a fine tooth comb. Oh yeah. To make sure it wasn't man- like purposely done. Blah 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 blah. Right. Even if it wasn't. So basically, like, what I'm trying to say is like we need to like a state farm or whatever those commercials are from the states. <laughs> Or we won't no, we don't need questions. that. The sta- well, keep keep in mind the state. The state, like I mean, part of the problem that happened with the states is essentially like uh, take take into account what happened to these people. Just without the fact that th- there's literally nothing wrong with their houses in the mm-hmm. states. Yeah. Essentially, the banks are just foreclosed on everything, right? Well, it's because no one can pay their, their mortgage. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, they're, they're signing off like six hundred thousand dollar mortgages, and people's incomes like forty thousand a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the whole problem, right? Yeah. Okay, but essentially, okay. So my heart goes out to these people because this—it's a shitty situation. It is like the, anyone that pays a mortgage for a house they can't live in, like that uh, dude. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But to me, the big argument that I saw was: should the Alberta government pay for these people? And my opinion is no. You're right. You hit the nail on the head when they're like, guys, it's just total shit luck. It literally is. I'm not too sure. I've never owned a condo. Like, I don't know if they mm-hmm. did inspections. Obviously, they didn't. Because- well, they have to. I mean, it's... it's. I mean, well, it's I guess part- they did at some point because they identified the problem without a fucking building caving in, right? Mm-hmm. Which, thank God, like, in the grand scheme of things, thank God no one did get hurt. Because if no one did check, like, you're sitting there on the... F- what's, those are four floors or three floors? Yeah. You're sitting there sleeping and at midnight, it, like, instead of a please knock on your door saying, get out, it's you fucking fall into the guy f- uh, below you, right? 
Like, thank mm-hmm. God that didn't happen. I guess that's what the grand scheme of things you can look at it that way. But when you're still paying a mortgage, like I know several people that bought like just last year, like late last year before Christmas, yeah. bought one of these spots. Now, what happens? What happens in the instance like essentially when when you get into a mortgage, you go into the agreement of the start. Uh, you you basically part of that mortgage is you're agreeing that what you bought is is sound, right? Like, I mean, yeah. that's the reason yeah. why when you go into a mortgage, bank doesn't give a shit. The, but but here's the thing: when you go into a mortgage. There's inspections done. Like, essentially, all this has to be approved, right? So, does that break the contract? I don't think so. Hmm. Because it grants, like, because the bank wouldn't give you the money unless they see fit, right? Yeah. So, obviously, something happened. Like I said, I'm not too sure how a condo works because do you, when you buy, like, one unit out of the uh, 60 unit condo, do they inspect the whole building? I don't think so. I don't know how it works, right? But ultimately, like, when someone bought these places just before Christmas, the bank said, okay, everything's sound. Here's your $400,000. And they don't give a shit what happens after that, as long as you keep paying them back. That's that kind of reminds me of um, right? um, the Bank of Alberta back in the eighties. They went belly up, and essentially, it, ha- it, it kind of the same thing. I mean, everyone had all their money with this bank, and then the the bank uh, basically went bankrupt. Wouldn't that be good though if you had a mortgage? Because then you wouldn't have to pay it back. Well, no, because your your life savings. Oh, well, if right? you have money into it, yeah. yeah. I suppose that's kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what happened was a lot of people lost their life savings over mm. it, right? And I mean, um, yeah, no, it's it's a shitty situation. It now. is, but I think the blame is getting pointed to the wrong people. Like, I don't think the government, I said it before, I don't think the government should come to the rescue. That's exactly what, there is social programs, this is what they're for. Social service programs is what they're designed for. And like I said earlier, if you do want to donate to them, I believe they have something set up at City Hall, and I do recall there's like a donation center, I think it's at Centennial Pool, but... Uh, they're taking items, they're taking furniture, they're taking cash, they're taking clothes. Basically, like I said, these people had two 15-minute sessions, so a half-hour tops, to go in and just grab what they can. Like people oh, really? People literally throwing stuff out the window to pick it up later, right? Brutal. Because And they couldn't move any heavy stuff because they're worried about the structure of the building. It truly is an unthinkable situation with just 15 minutes allotted to grab whatever they could carry. 304 McMurray residents have now been forced to abandon their home forever. The 168 units in the seven condo buildings were evacuated two weeks ago when concerns arose about their structural integrity. In particular, a condo report feared that the buildings could shift, rupturing a gas line, which could lead to an uncontrollable fire. Now, residents were allowed only a limited amount of time to grab what they could, not knowing when or if they'd be able to get back in. Now, since then, numerous engineers have examined the property, which has been found so structurally deficient that none of the buildings can be saved. Now, the condos were only built about seven years ago, and now they're unlivable. Former residents are growing increasingly frustrated over how the entire situation has been handled. I didn't really believe that anything like this could happen. And it's been hectic, but... The most hectic part about it is you can't get any information from anybody. Nobody seems to know anything, or nobody seems to want to tell you anything, or nobody seems to want to answer your calls. There's little activity at the site today, aside from security, who have been told not to allow anyone onto the premises. And that means that residents will lose everything they've left behind. Furniture, clothing, personal effects, and more than that, a lot of them are still looking for places to live, as well as accountability for a situation that should never have been allowed to get to this point. Like, it, it, like I mean, if it's gone this long without collapsing, like, uh, I don't understand why it's like, it's literally at 99% critical rate. Like, is there a gate somewhere where it's like... <laughs> is there someone underneath the building going, please yeah. don't follow me now? It's going to go critical. <laughs> 
Uh, where is um, I'm trying to find that uh, post where they were talking about what I know we can Penn do. Penhorwood.ca is a website that was developed. It seems to be by like the Residents Association. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely showing you like it has pictures of all the U joints gone wrong, all the electrical like cables all bent, everything like that. I would, I would, uh, and this is me personally saying. I mean, I don't, I don't know the uh, validity of it, but I would say like go after the city or the municipality for it. Which I think because essentially they signed off on those papers. I mean, the That's whole idea is signed off on they have. Have inspectors for the city that are like don't go after the Alberta government. You, you're not going to be able to win against that or the federal government. There's no. there's no way that's going to fly because essentially it'll create a president for other places, and and the government won't do that. But but the city and the municipality, yes. I mean, for all intents and purposes, a, they were supposed to check this shit, right? A very good quote. I didn't see it, and I, I read an article, but I didn't actually see it. Apparently, when Melissa Blake was doing like a press release about this whole situation, she started crying. Really? And she felt bad for us. But a very good quote I saw on Twitter from someone up here. It was just like, right now we don't need a mirror that sits there and cries. We need one that it can act. And it was a very <laughs> good quote. Actually, that's a good point. To sit there and cry saying there's nothing we can do. And we all know how famous Melissa Blake is saying that, hey, there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Tim Horns coffee. Oh, God forbid Tim Horns is structurally unsound. <laughs> See, that'd be fixed like everyone. That. I know. <laughs> Get Robocop under there. Fucking the Alberta government be all over that. So, like I said, residents are heartfelt out the Pen Orbit situation. Yeah, um, my we'll, bed's always. You know open. what? Let's uh, our next podcast. We'll follow up on this and see if there's any been any progress. And we'll keep an eye on it. It's definitely not going to go away anytime soon. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially, kind of the same thing. So, you're saying that there's the, 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 the relief they're providing is basically government program, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's social service, like social support programs, which is why they're fucking there. Right? There's no need to, t- like, I'd rather save the emergency funding for a fucking emergency, like an earthquake, whatever that happens. Before yeah, the earthquake. Actually, there was that flood, remember? Yes. Yeah. So that is. That is emergency funding. Yeah, downtown getting flooded. Incredible. Yeah, that makes Whatever. sense. Uh, but I mean, does, I'm trying to think. Does this really count? I mean, it's it, like here's the thing. Like, it, it, I, I, okay, it's hard to explain unless you're one of those people, right? Because like to them, it is an emergency, right? Agreed. And, yeah. and like I said, like, it, but you got to look at it from. You always got to look at your situation from a third point of view, from a th- an outwards point. Okay, of view. but he, here's on an outwards point of view. And easier said than done. Absolutely. Yeah. But just because it constitutes an emergency on your part. Doesn't mean it's an emergency on the province's part. But, 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 here, hear me out on this. Um, if, if this location, uh, was structurally unsound, what other locations that were built recently, which is a lot, mm. could, f- are, are, are potentially under the same circumstances without I, us knowing? Yeah, I dare say that they're, uh, they're panicking now to try to, uh, and I'm sure that's right right now. That's the bi- the big thing. It's like how many more of these? Because I mean, for those of you unfamiliar, unfamiliar with Fort Murray, up until um up until as recently as let's see here, two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah. In two beginning in two thousand one, two thousand two, there has been a huge boom in apartment buildings. Oh, big condominiums. Time. Yeah. Look at essentially, tons of them there. essentially, uh, there is an even there's a new section in our city that's essentially all, all condominiums yeah. and, and, and properties, essentially all funded by these oil sands companies, right? So essentially, yeah. yeah well, I mean, it, it's essentially what they've done is they bought the land and and they're getting paid back. Well, the Eagle by Ridge the is the only one that actually went in with, yeah, yeah. with the oil companies. Yeah, yeah. Like Prospect, but that's where there's a lot of those new condos. Yeah, yeah. Like Prospect Point doesn't have. So the idea is, but we're we're talking about possibly between twenty to thirty percent of the population of the city yeah. is living in structures that were built past 2001-2002. Yeah. 
and how many of these are possible? Like, because this this place, I mean, it's not very un- different from other condominiums that are built, right? No. So, well, I think the like ever since this incident happened, I think the panic was to get uh, structural engineers in. Like, I think to be a structural engineer now is is fucking goldmine up here. Yeah. Like with the recent explosions happening in the oil sands, and all of a like mm-hmm. all of a sudden these apartments. I think they're calling them right now to hey, come check our building, make sure it's structurally sound. But I think there was definitely some background info to these Penn Horwoods situations before this all happened, right? Like, they would obviously have to be involved before. There were some complaints before. Something had to have happened because no one just goes there on a Friday night at midnight. Oh, let's just check out the U-joints. Oh, shit, this whole place is coming down. (laughs) Well, you you don't? I I thought that's what they did. (laughs) uh, Midnight building inspection madness! Come on, guys. How many can we inspect before 12 o'clock? <laughs> so our heart goes out to them, and uh, we hope everything... And okay. we wish them all the best. Next yeah. topic, please. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll follow up next uh, on the next podcast. And uh, hey, uh, again, as always, I mean, send us your feedback. I mean, uh, we're not we're not experts on any topic, so if anyone has more insight into this, especially those... I mean, I don't know if they're going to be blogging or, or on the oh, internet God, right now. I'm sure they got other issues. <laughs> He's got a laptop. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sitting at a bus stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if especially if uh, someone was involved or, or knows something about the construction of these areas. I mean, we have a lot of construction people in the city. I mean, offer your opinions. Uh, where 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 was the ball dropped, right? Um, okay, so pure later in Fort McMurray. Let's hear yours. Let's, let's take it away. I want to motherfuck. <laughs> okay, uh, in most cities, uh, uh, businesses being open between nine and five or ten to six, pretty common, right? Yeah. Fort McMurray, these hours are the exact hours that people are at work. For those people unfamiliar with the work schedules here, because it takes a while to get to the to the work sites and whatnot, um, essentially people are giving up a little bit of their mornings and a little bit of their evenings to work their eight or ten hour shifts. Right? That's and we're not going into the shift or shift rotation people that work the uh, the twelve hour shifts. That's just ridiculous. But essentially. During the day, they're not there, and during the, and, and and again for the shift rotation people during the nights they or, or during the nights they're not there, and during the days they're asleep. Okay, we have we have Pure Later, we have uh, a couple of other delivery places, uh, businesses, UPS, UPS etc. The, the the norms, right? Yeah. They work regular business hours. Here's the issue with that. Essentially, they've created a situation, and I say they because they really have where. They've made it easy for their drivers to do their jobs because hardly anyone is home during these hours. So their only task to their only task is to essentially grab a tag, put it on the door, yeah. and go and move on, finish their route in time. Right? Yeah. I'm sure they've got a lot of places to deliver because yeah. of the fact that you well, know a lot of these smaller ones. Like I think the only one that's half decently staffed, of course, is Canada Post. Other than that, you got like yeah. one or two drivers to handle the exactly. entire city. Exactly. Right? right. Okay. So getting to to the second point, essentially. You have to go pick it up. But here's the issue. You have to pick it up during those hours, during the weekdays. So that already rules out the day shift people, right? Because they can't go during those hours unless they've got a, a Friday off yeah. or, or or they're open on weekends. But they're not open on the weekends. And it completely rules out the night shift people, right? Yeah. So yeah, essentially, you have to make time out of your schedule to go pick up your package or whatever <laughs> whatever it is. I, I mean, I'm saying this because I, this is twice I've had run-ins with these guys. Because I was there all day one Friday Really? No one stopped by. No one stopped by. 
But at around 4 p.m., because I'm like, what the hell? Where is my package? I was expecting it today. Open the door. There's the fucking sticker. Guy. <laughs> never even knocked on the door. Oh, yeah. And I know he didn't knock. So I go up to the office, right? And I'm like, he didn't knock on my door. He's like, well, no, he left the sticker. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, but he didn't knock on the door. And he's, no, they're supposed to knock and, and uh, leave the sticker. I'm like, but he didn't knock on my door. I was there. Right in front of the door, watching all day. <laughs> all damn day. I just, just like on the, the other door. side of the door staring. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, why can't they modify their hours? I mean, from what I've heard in Edmonton, essentially they work they work spe- modified hours, eh? Mm-hmm. Like the, their offices are open all day, but they work modified hours that they're open during the lunch hours where people have breaks between their day in. and in the evenings, right? So I think it, re- it goes down to the, the every problem or business up here is just staff. Like, do they have the staff? Like, 10 to 6 is a bit... That, yeah, that is pretty late hours, and that is a bit of a fucked up hour. It is stupid. Yeah. And, oh, man, don't even get me started on staffing, because <laughs> essentially... Okay, so... You're waiting for a video do, game, right? Do you, remember, do, you remember my, do you remember my lenses? My, the new ones I got? Yeah. The yeah. ones that we, sh- we shot the movie? Essentially, I had ordered these lenses, and I was waiting for them from Pure Lighter. So I go to pick them up, and I'm like... I go, and I give her the ticket, and she's like, okay. 20 minutes later, she comes up. I can't find them. I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? They're probably out with the driver. I'm like, why are they out with the driver? It's like, well, they usually try again. I'm like, but the ticket says that they would be so here today. Here. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, I'll keep looking. Keeps looking. Freaking 15 minutes later, comes back out. She's like, I, I just still can't find him. I'm like, can I go help you? She's like, no, no, that's not a good idea. And I'm like, you're not allowed back here. You're not allowed to pass the Yeah, I'll, I'll call you when they come in. Monday, Monday morning, I, I'm at, I'm at work and I get a call and it's like, yeah, your lenses are here. We found them. I'm like, Mother <laughs> fuck, they're on the shelf, appropriately labeled, and we have them here the whole time. Oh, it's it, it, oh, it's pissing me off. That's why the last thing I ordered, I actually ordered to Edmonton because it's just better for me to go pick it up in Edmonton. Well, the thing that I hate, like I'd rather them leave a fucking sticker. Like for me, it sucks because if I'm working for my shift, that that's a full. A block of days, yeah. that I can't go. And a lot of the stuff now they send you, and they send you that little that sticker. Yeah, you do not pick up your package; just return the sender. So I always got to call them and be like, "Hey, I'm at work. I will be there on this date." Blah blah blah. To me, I don't mind doing that to an extent where I hate when they leave your goddamn package on the doorstep. Oh yeah, that's because happened too. I have some high price shit that comes my way: Xboxes, fucking Drugs. toilet savers, <laughs> the whole works, right? And it's nothing like opening your door and it's like raining or snowing, and it's just a wet moldy mess connect there it's like, yeah it's a fucking xbox that's all busted and everything well it's not busted but yeah that's ridiculous i don't know like, why they would do that and it's so easy, easy to steal like, yeah to me i don't know about you but i'm probably gonna go door to door now and just see if there's any packages around it's like hey this looks good you know like yeah, no kidding. Well, I mean, something's got to change. I mean, if anyone that works for Purelater or uh, knows about Purelater is listening, <laughs> no, no, fuck you. Come on, guys, get your shit together. You guys, you guys stand to basically corner the market on delivery in Fort Murray if you just simply change your hours. Why can't you guys work night shift? If they work night shift and just take the days off, that's so much better. Like, you what get- do you mean? Like, yeah, but who wants a fucking package at their door like midnight? Just no, not a midnight fool. It'd be like <laughs> they- out your house now. <laughs> uh- no, it'd be like open from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I mean it's they're not you know they're not shooting themselves in the foot either. But like you said, like the only thing on night shift. So like if I was working nights and I wanted a package, I just get up early and get the package, right? Like if it's something that you want, like I guess that's the, the but here's the thing: the they open goes. at 10 at 10 in yeah, the morning. So by that point, night shift is already in bed. Otherwise, they're not going to get a, a good night's sleep. Or right? get up earlier and go pick it up. I'm just saying, like I think they're I'm not saying it's right, but I think their mentality is. 
You want your you want your package, motherfucker. Well, and that's exactly that's exactly mentality, right? Even if you if you go to their offices where where they you pick up the packages, it's ridiculous. And here's here's my like this is why this is why I'm, I'm not talking. But this is why I'm not talking to my ass, right? Because of the fact that when I was there to pick up my package, there was literally at 10 a.m. when I was there waiting, and it, I think the hours have changed to 10:30, which isn't yeah. even helping. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, essentially, when I was there, there was already a lineup outside, like a lot of people waiting for the package. What does that tell you? That means packages aren't getting to where they're supposed to be. It means people are coming to pick up their packages instead. And their office is this little freaking kiosk at the back. It's fucking shady. If that place, if it was the middle of the night, that's where like raping would take place. It's like this freaking abandoned. You know, okay, you know, you know the opening to Terminator Two. You know the opening to Terminator Two where he like where the T one thousand shows up in the middle of all those big rigs or whatever or even him he's like where all those the big rigs are with that little like um well what is it like a biker a biker bar or whatever it was like that right it's like all these fucking shipments and it's like you're gonna run into a naked austrian in the middle of the night here give me your clothes yeah but yeah so i mean something's gotta change i just i I just felt like i needed to rant about that you got a fan this is what this podcast is for all right it's for us to vent about four Korean issues no no i thought it was us to promote the positive the positive is i got my package (laughs) So thanks, I eventually got it, I guess. I eventually got something that I paid for, so... Yay, for McMurray! <laughs> and now another edition of Totsky's Traffic Bitch! Well, didn't we do a theme song for it? Like Totsky! We should... We, you know, oh, bitch. do you need... Okay, this is what you should do. We'll download an 8-bit theme song, because I love 8-bit music, and we'll... you're on a big 8-bit kick lately, aren't you? It's awesome, man. <laughs> it's horrible. No, what are you talking... You never played enough Nintendo as a kid, man. <laughs> Let's uh, let's draw a picture first. Uh, I know I'm big on drawing these pictures, but essentially, um, for those of you guys that saw relationship, by the way, thanks for all your fucking support, people. <laughs> no, actually, uh, for those of you not, uh, it, the, it actually went really well. Um, we didn't place one up, but uh, it was really, really good competition. So, how many votes did we get? What? How many votes did we get? I'm not going to tell you how many votes we got. <laughs> you know why? I won't tell you how many votes we got. Um, anyway, so um, essentially, uh, if you guys watch relationship at the end. Of the um of the short, when you see the couple walking away, that gives you kind of a little bit of a feeling of how the streets are here in Fort Murray. Essentially, it, it, given okay, given okay, given how residence works here in the city, we have people that own houses and they rent, they sublet out rooms. But what that means is, say for example, you have your family with your kids that have vehicles, so that's already two, maybe three cars, yeah. plus whoever you're subletting to. And whoever they have. So you're talking about five vehicles per household. Per household. And essentially, on top of that, there might be even company, company vehicles, vehicles that they bring home. Yeah. So what this results in is basically streets that are just packed with work trucks, Gouge. regular vehicles. You just see that. I mean, it's a norm here in the city. Yeah. So with that in mind, here comes Todd. Todd's story about parking. Go ahead. Well, like, I come home after day shifts, right? And, like, there's this fucking Bucyrus vehicle, unit 51, or 54. Whoa. Fucking, just- I don't give a shit. <laughs> I posted it on the uh, the the podcast Facebook page. Just, oh yeah, you did the picture, yeah. And it's fucking like to me, it's it, it's in my driveway space. Like it's there. Like it, it's not half blocking it. It's maybe a quarter blocking it, but it's enough for I have to strategically think in order to get my truck into my driveway, which I shouldn't have. To. <laughs> I should just fucking reverse. I just figured you with with like a burger in one hand and a big soda in one. <laughs> la la, driving. <laughs> If just put it reverse, I'm coming yeah. back. So I get it in there, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I- I'm not much for confrontation. Hey, it's going to be moved. No problem. Next day, still there. Day after that, still fucking there. Third day, 
It's there. I say, fuck this. I'm calling our bylaw because, hell, they've dinged me more than enough fucking times for parking around the town. I'm going to do some complaining myself. And I was very proud of myself for it. Call up the complaint line. They wanted my name and stuff. I gave them the plate number and everything of the vehicle. Within 15 minutes, they're there. Boom. Bam. Ticket on the vehicle. Oh. Well, I'm like, this doesn't help because, fuck it, it's, he's still parked there, right? Yeah, yeah. Miraculously. <laughs> you just, like, come out of your door. Tow the bitch! <laughs> miraculously. He moves it within a couple hours after getting Of course the he did. So I'm like, right on. He moved it. He got the point. Couple hours. This is like in the morning, right? Couple hours goes by. I'm at home. Just uh, actually uh, getting Kingston ready for bed. Get this knock on this door. It's some guy I've never seen. You piece of shit. But you know, shit. just that, like, I can, like, the way my house works is like a little window like going into the doorway. And I can just see the way his head's moving like he's pissed. And I'm like, this is that guy. I guarantee you it's that fucking guy. Open the door and I can just see like the crumpled ticket in his hand, right? And I can see like the fucking jugular vein. Dude's mad, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's just like, uh, yeah, you gotta uh, move your car. I'm like, move my car? What? My roommate's car was parked just across the street. He's like, yeah, you gotta move your car because I got a ticket for parking in front of your house. Waves the ticket in my face. I was like, well, no, you didn't get a ticket for parking in front of my house. You got a ticket for blocking my driveway. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, well, no, I, I wasn't blocking your driveway. So I'm like, listen, you were blocking the fucking driveway. I couldn't get out. Well, just just move your shit now and just so I can move my yeah. truck there. So I got the roommate to move the car and everything was fine. But, dude, like, you couldn't realize the fact that, yeah, you can park in front of my house all you want. I don't care. Yeah. Just don't block the goddamn driveway. Because to me, street parking is, is no holds barred. Like, anyone that, if there's anyone listening that says, oh, you can't park in front of my house, fuck you, because, like, listen, it's street parking. It's have you, have you ever, have you ever been to, um, the, the U of A campus territory uh, in Edmonton? Of, yeah. That place, they are fucking parking Nazis, man. Yeah. Oh, I kid you I not. Think you have to be in that kind and, of and, and that's the whole thing. That's yeah. the whole thing. Like, essentially, there, uh, a lot of the revenue for the city of Edmonton, I swear to God, comes from that. Because essentially, the whole bar scene is on White Ave, right? Yeah. And and from that, essentially, people park in the residence or anywhere they can find parking, right? And some people risk it. They'll say, oh, I'll park here. No one checks here or whatever. Yeah. You eventually, sooner or later, you're playing the odds. You, you, will, get get, you will get a ticket. Yeah. And it's not a big ticket. I mean, it's like $50. And I think, Here's $120. Uh, sure you listening, people? Door. 120 bones. Well, get this. So he eventually moves his truck. like Because, of course, when he wanted me to move, uh, like my roommate to move her truck, like, <laughs> yeah, he parked yeah. like, right in front of mine. Yeah, he was trying. Sure, a tip for tat you, Whatever, essentially. Right? Yeah. I said, I don't care. I'm like, ooh, 120 bucks. Fuck you. The, uh, but <laughs> later that night, I'm heading over to my parents' house, and as I'm driving away, I see all these tickets on other vehicles down the street. Yeah, so you completely ratted out the entire block. I ratted block. out one guy, and then the fucking bylaw just went nuts for the whole fucking neighborhood. So. I wonder if I'm going to get ticketed for parking outside <laughs> your place here. They probably got this area just scoped now, right? Yeah, well, so. I, 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 yeah, I mean, uh, parking is an issue here, especially in Abasan. Mm. If uh, people not aware of Abasan is one of the, the, the earliest districts here in the city, and it's just, it's built kind of shitty because oh, of that. Okay. It's, it's built like a big kind of like oval, but everything's like around. Basically, there's a perimeter street that goes around all of the properties, yeah. and then it goes into infrastructure Sizes. inside where all the yeah. apartments are. I don't think there's any houses up there. I think it's all like apartments, no, right? Houses, like, there's a couple of houses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a neighborhood. Like when you first go up to the, stop, I think it's like one little neighborhood though. Well, no, there's one to the left, and there's a new one to the right that goes okay. towards the graveyard. The new one's beautiful, right? It's just yeah. brand new house, but full of white trucks. <laughs> but when you, oh yeah, well, when you go up, you're talking about the huge uh, Abbasan complex in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what they're called, but like to me, parking. Can't, it shouldn't be an issue if you think about it. Like, obviously, when I park my truck, like, I've parked before, too, and this guy was all pissed off because he's like, well, you can just tell me to move. A, 
I guess I'm not very social. There's my one neighbors I hang out with and convert. Yeah, but how would you know it was him? Exactly. Like sometimes if I got to park on the street up here, like if I'm in a company truck, I'm parking six doors up and walking to my house. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because I'm not willing to block off a driveway or even come close. I actually looked at the bylaw when I called him up to see if he was impeding, which I knew he was, but I wanted to find out. Yeah, yeah. Literally the law, you got to be 1.5 meters away from the entrance to a driveway. Right. That's a hefty amount, right? That's a big, big chunk of fucking space. Yeah. So, obviously, a lot of the stuff you can get away with as long as you don't block it. And that's all I care about. Like, I got a tree right in front of my lawn. Don't go I'm really tree. worried I'm going to get a ticket. <laughs> no. Well, it would have been during the day, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't call him at midnight. <laughs> Which other people seem to do. <laughs> We're later. busy. We're evicting people from an apartment right now. <laughs> we got six apartments. We got to evacuate, man. I can't handle your parking problem. But, like, to me, if you just think about what you're doing, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Like, so what? If you're taking a company vehicle... Don't go balls to the walls to try to get next to your house. Park a little bit away. Heaven forbid you walk a little bit. And this is coming from a fat guy. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> park in, like, like, if I was in Abyssin, fucking park in the... Uh, fuck, I don't know, the school or something. But here's right? the thing. Okay, one, there's not enough parking, right? Two, too many we, but, and there we go. Here, yeah. that We come to the root of the issue. We need to start thinking about carpooling more, essentially, in the city. I think I think that's the solution to this. No one's going to go for it because yeah. everybody wants a shiny car, right? Which I don't get because I like taking the bus. When I, yeah, I, don't no, like I love fucking up, sleeping. I don't like getting up early to take the bus, but yeah. I do like taking the bus. Right? Yeah. But it's funny. I talk to some people that like demand a vehicle when they get a job. I'm like, oh, yeah, why yeah. do you want one? Well, because I, I don't want to take the bus. Because I'm a somewhere. big shot yeah, with its suspenders. You're, you're a goddamn <laughs> operator, right? You're not, you're nothing special. You're just yeah, well, like but, you're but here's the thing. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, it's, let's say, for example, you do take a vehicle from work or whatever. Shouldn't there be a mandate that says if you take a vehicle from work, you have to create a carpool and you have to have so many people see. I mean, there's cities in the States where there's carpool lanes where if essentially if, if uh, say, for example, company vehicles are seen outside of the carpool lane, yeah. they will get ticketed automatically. Yeah. If you're in the carpool lane and still have a company vehicle, but it's only you, you can still get ticketed. You have to have more than yeah. one passenger, oh, yeah. right? You have to – essentially, there's – they've created rules to, to – and I, I think maybe Forming Marine needs to consider this because yeah. essentially, one, I mean, it, it looks bad – for formery in a PR perspective, because yeah. essentially we're an oil town. We got huge trucks. We're driving. We're, yeah. Like essentially, we are. We can park where we want. We're, we're creating. House. I mean, ah. on top of all the media, the negative media that we're getting, hmm. this isn't this isn't a good thing, right? Essentially, all this big uh, advent of traffic. If we were to see a bunch of like um, buses going in and out of the sites, we'd still get negative press. But at least it would be like <laughs> I thought you were gonna say if. I wish the oil companies would just, you know, like get buses and bus people back and forth. That'd be such a brilliant idea. <laughs> they do, you jackass. No, <laughs> know, no, no. What I'm a- saying is, like, I, I mean, it, it, like, essentially, what I'm saying is, if that traffic, if all the traffic and uh, going to and from work was only the buses, we'd still be get complaints, but at least we'd have less right. accidents. We'd have less of a parking issue, right? Less traffic. Like, I mean, essentially, we get it. We get into the fact that maybe there needs to be some sort of law that gets into, put into place saying that trucks are aren't allowed. Out in ben. the city, are they like it's, it's, a, it's a city ban, ban, ban for SUVs and trucks, right? And essentially, like only the, the only SUVs and trucks would be site specific. You and know site what only. will happen? Like fucking, you're always going to get the jackass. It's funny because like at work, whenever I 
try to tell people about yeah, yeah, yeah. parking issues. But he always comes up with the fucking the lie about, well, I want to have my vehicle just in case, you know, like something happens where, like, I get a call from my wife and, like, there's an emergency and I what can't you, go. What, in in case he you, lives in, in like, fucking Calgary. In, in, right? ca- in case you get a call from the commissioner, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I must go. I must flee. Yeah. But that's my traffic bitch for the week. Like, I think I'm pretty much started a neighborhood war. But the guy I'm doing it with is a douchebag, so I really don't give a shit. Well, opposing sides. <laughs> oh, what's he going to do? i got fucking visual proof. If you want to see the picture, YYM, or YYM, YMM Podcast Facebook site, you will see it. He's clearly incredible. Yeah, and it's not, eye. you know what, that, that goes on on a daily basis in this city. I mean, well, it's ridiculous. I was there within the hour, man. I think they're waiting for calls. They're just sitting there. That's probably it, though. But the, here's the thing, like, they're, the re- people, the, mo- the main reason people don't call is because of repercussions. The repercussions that you're going to be seeing in a little bit, I think. Fuck it. Because he's just going to come trash your tryer. Oh, he wants to start the war. Fair enough. <laughs> Cops are only phone call away. <laughs> how how bad does he want to fucking go at it, right? Like, nah, you got a good point. You got a good point. You want to fucking wreck? You want to wreck your shit just because I ticket? Just because I gave you a ticket for a proper fucking? Well, violation. you didn't even give him the ticket, though. Well, right? No, yeah. but his complaint is I should have knocked on a million houses and tried to be like, "Is this your truck? Is this your truck?" Fuck you. <laughs> Lazy. I hate, I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that just reminds me of uh, on my brother's place. There was like um, at one point when uh, I was parking, I was turning a bit too much to the left and the um, the car would just graze the guy's lawn. And this is this is the irony of the whole thing. The guy comes and complains to me about, you know, it's like, stop grazing my lawn. I'm like, okay, cool, man. I'll, I'll, I'll avoid it, right? I'm sorry, I, I didn't do it anymore. Within, and the guy had just moved in, right? Because, like, before the, the neighbor before didn't even care. Six months later, that lawn is just fucking done. Why? Because he parks his fucking truck on it. Because he doesn't have enough parking rooms, because he's got, the guy's got a camper. Like one of those like huge bus campers yeah. parked in his lawn, plus two cars, his personal cars, plus the truck, which is now going into my backyard, right. my area. And I'm kind of like, fuck it, like you know, whatever, right? But like, he's completely ruined his lawn. And I'm just kind of like, huh? Well, it's just like funny in Fort McMurray. Like usually, everyone loves everyone loves winter time in Fort Mac because you get to park on the lawn. Yeah, fair <laughs> Without enough. Without ruin it, right? But that's my traffic bitch for the week. We'll be back next uh, in the next couple. You'll weeks have something new one. for us. Oh yeah. There's always a traffic. There's always a traffic bitch in Fort Mac. Okay, uh, Todd. If I were to ask you um, what mymcmurray.com is, what would you say? I would say it's a website that was developed by uh, two radio stations that we used to have. Like they're still there, but it, at one point it was the only two. Yeah, uh, ninety-three point. I forget which company owned them. I think Rogers owns them now. No, ninety-three point three country and Rock ninety-seven nine. They developed a website where it's like a Fort McMurray portal, more or less. It's got a message board. It's got news, sports, business. But every time I go to this site, it kind of reminds me of GeoSites. It kind of looks the old GeoSites. Yeah, I mean, our our website actually, our website has improved a little bit. Jesse's uh, design is pretty good, so kudos to Jesse on that one. He's probably going to be like, "Fuck!" Now I got to make it better. Give him more credit. Good job, Jesse. Good job, Jesse. Thanks for the free (laughs) free work. (laughs) Seriously, we'll pay you back somehow. Um, Tito's favorites. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. I'm just there for sport. Yeah. uh, Thanks. Thanks, Todd. Essentially, they have a forum, and uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the internet, um, a forum... <laughs> How the hell did you get this podcast? Number a forum, one, two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How'd you find us? Well, they, they use iTunes. iTunes just works, so, oh, I mean, we like all Apple products. You just click it, and it works. Um, uh, a forum is a place where there are what are known as threads, where people talk about topics that they care about or just wish to complain about. Todd, in, in his infinite wisdom, saw fit to basically put YMM podcast podcast on this forum and what was the result of this Todd? 
Well, just like any form, it's it's the internet, right? As soon as I posted, I posted all of our information. Then all of a sudden, the retards start coming out, and the fucking pessimists and all and everything. Okay, let's not say retards, because I'll, I'll be the other side of the coin in this argument. It's here's the thing: the like we said about this podcast, the internet is a place where you're just basically putting shit out there, yes, and. For people to let it fall where it may, right? Yes. And we're, you know, like anything else, where we can be, we're up for satire and all that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, even even with Facebook, I mean, that's like, that's a given. Well, but essentially, open, open, like I said, like the point of this podcast, you know, like today we're being negative. Like I think last episode we were positive on a lot of the issues. Today it's kind now of we're being just bitching about well, shit. No, it's, it's more of the negative side. Like my point of the podcast, which I've said on every episode, and I'll probably continue to say it on every episode, is to bring light to Fort McMurray issues uh, through discussion from an insider's point of view. Yeah. Not the media, not the fucking fly and flow, not the not the random people that whoever told that fucking security guard in the Orlando airport. It's the people that actually live here. Yeah. And yes, I think we do have a right. As I said on the Fort McMurray, uh, mymcmurray.com forum. The people that have a right to bitch are the ones that live here and actually try to help the issues. I pay two thousand dollars in property tax. I fucking I vote. I I'm involved. But Todd, but Todd, it's so much easier to just put a sarcastic comment and a little picture next to it to show how much they hate you. Essentially, Todd's getting a lot of fee- a lot of feedback and criticism on the on the forums, basically on the podcast, basically saying, "Oh, you don't have a right to talk about this shit." Or, but like, there's some people that actually have credible, like they give examples. Like to me, I totally prove one guy because he said, "Oh." Recently, for those that haven't heard, we had a bit of an issue uh, that resulted in uh, uh, it was a cop shooting. Uh, it was a shootout, basically, right? Uh, a couple of RCMP responded to an incident. Don't know the details behind it, but it resulted in the suspect being fatally shot and an RCMP officer being shot, but not uh, not life threatened. Wounded, but yeah, like hey, it happens. Like this was kind of a big deal in Fort Mac because hey, it hasn't happened here in a while, a very long while. But you go to another community, like, I'm sure... That it's not like it was fucking completely out of the blue. I don't know the details behind it. I don't know what the call was. I don't think anyone knows really what happened. But it was not It was an issue, but it wasn't a common occurrence, which is what I was trying to get at in this form. Like, everyone says, oh, was this a black, spl- black swan event? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cops aren't getting shot every other week, and fucking suspects aren't getting shot. We went through a spurt there, I think it was last year or the year before, where we were having these, like, gang wars... But, like, out of the whole year, there was, what, maybe three incidents? Come on, is that a lot? No. Shit like that happens all the time yeah. and, and when you get to a bigger center. No, you're which right. Which is what I was trying to, which is what I'm always trying well, to from, for Are we any different than a But here, here's the thing, from, from, what, from what I'm reading, though, is there, I don't think that it's, it's that that people are arguing. I'll give you a good example. Uh, some guy here quoted you. What's his name? Uh, really question mark. So <laughs> essentially this guy, yeah, really, <laughs> really, really, um, who makes rules about who can criticize? Uh, so Ooh, commuters like can't have an opinion, but as long as I'm a full-time resident, you'll welcome my opinion. Cool. Dot, 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 sarcastically. No, I mean, essentially, um, and then Todd said, fuck you, man. I make the rules on who can criticize. <laughs> if you don't invest in the community, it said, okay, I'll, I'll essentially, here, okay, and I'll disagree with you on this, Todd. Essentially, anyone the fuck can... Out of my but here's the thing. Yeah. Get out! This podcast is over. Just go mute on my mic. <laughs> Next week on uh, YMM Podcast, new guest host. <laughs> um, essentially, what I'm, what I'm getting at is, no, they're allowed to have an opinion. Is their opinion valid? Sure it is. But here's the thing. Um, 
a lot of the a lot of the more vocal opinions have been from outsiders and former Murray. Part of the reason you created this podcast was because of the fact that a lot of the opinions that were that were coming uh, from former negative people that that uh, don't live here, people that uh, basically came here for one purpose and they you know essentially they came and they left, right? Yeah. And and I mean, sure, they have their opinions and based on their experiences here. But essentially, I mean, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I mean, I'll back it. I mean, I've, I've, I grew up here since I was three years old. This city is very different. I have a I have a number of people that would say the same. I know people that I mean, I have friends that are very left wing. Like they're very anti oil sands and what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, they can't deny that the community has its positive uh, aspects too, right? Yeah. And that what what we see, I mean, like any side of the argument. Here's the, uh, like we were saying in the first episode: if uh, all of the anti oil sand stuff we're hearing, they're truths, but they're half truths. Essentially, you're hearing one side of the argument. At the same time, the people that are defending the oil sands. Also, half truths. You're hearing their side of the argument. It's up to the people that are reading or listening or seeing yeah. to come up with, a, with an opinion themselves. Exactly. Now, it's easy enough. Okay, here's the whole thing. It's easy enough for us to go. Oh, yeah, no, we have to be pro pro environment and all this stuff. Like that's a very easy opinion. But also. Don't throw stones unless you know exactly what you're talking about. Because the thing is, but here's the thing: it's so easy to villainize something, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm—I'll be the first to admit. I mean, what's going on in the oil sands? It's not good for the environment. No. It's—I'm it, not saying that. Oh, oil sands. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Look the other way. Look this way, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at the pretty clouds. Yeah. Look um, at the reclamation area. Yeah, exactly. Worry about the no, no. Look over here. I mean, essentially, yeah. But I think what's bo- what bothers Todd and what bothers a lot of the people that are from Fort Murray is the fact that. These arguments, um, it's basically like, it's the, the whole. Arguments are superficial. Well, no, it, it, it's not super, it, like, there's some fact in them, but the argument is very much how, uh, um, oh, all Muslims are terrorists, right? It's yes. very much, there's exceptions to this rule, right? Like, I mean, yes, so, there have been some bad things, but there are good things, and there, it's not, it's not as if, like there I said, are very good things. There's no money to be made in destroying the environment. Yeah. Essentially, w- w- this is bad for these companies as well. So, I mean, it's not like they're not trying to make it a better process or trying to, uh, like, it's not like they want people to die on these sites, yeah. right? Now, is it does a manufacturer come into place? Yeah, it play. Yes, mm-hmm. it comes into play for any business, including charities, including activist groups. Groups. Yeah. Money comes into play for them. Um, why does Greenpeace uh, f- uh, take so many liberties? Because they're well-funded. They have good lawyers. Yeah. Why does the oil sands uh, d- uh, make such aggressive campaigns to protect the, the oil sands? Because they have the money to do yeah. so. So, I mean, uh, it- it's up to the listener. It's up to the person to interpret that media. Well, like, excellent point. Like, you're focused more on the environment, which is all valid points. Like, my goal has been... This town is no different than any other town out here. Like everyone says, this town is shit. This town is horrible. It's just money. It's but a grub town. I'm not going to say nothing bad happens here. Hell, the first fucking forty minutes of this podcast was us bitching about stuff. Yeah. Who but he here? But he, this is no yeah. different than any like. There's cop shootouts that happen in other towns. There's fucking granted a highway sixty three south like between us and Edmonton is pretty nasty for accidents. Highway is two any, is pretty bad too. Is it any different than the Queen Elizabeth two? Yeah, like. Uh, there's bad stuff happens. Like, I guess this last accident happened, like, with a fucking house and a truck. Mm. Like, yeah, I guess that would be a little bit bad if you're running on a corner and all of a sudden, Jesus Christ, there's a fucking house coming at me, right? Like, it, <laughs> how's the house moving? <laughs> it, it fucking happens. This shit happens everywhere. But here's, it doesn't he, make us any less of a town when it happens here. Of uh, really, question mark or egg, one of the one of these jerks on mymcmurray.com said, Are these blacks, he doesn't think these are black swan events. Yes, they are. 
We that shit like besides Highway 63 because there is an abundance of accidents, mm-hmm. but it's sheer due to the traffic. Yeah. Same thing with a fucking. Well, so, someone I think posted something about the QE2 in Toronto, right? Me QE2. It's yeah, it's yeah, Highway two yeah, exactly, exactly. But essentially, what, what um, I guess what I'm getting at is they're saying, oh, people come to Fort Murray for the money, and and you know these aren't black swans, these are these aren't black swan events, etc. But why do we move to Edmonton? Right? Why would someone move to Edmonton? Well, there's more opportunities there. It's the same reason, right? Yeah. I mean, it might not be for financial. Why gain, does someone move it's... anywhere? Exactly. Well, 95 percent of the answers work, or 90 percent, I'm guessing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, someone was like, oh well, I just really like the foliage in the autumn. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really like that sulfur smell. Yeah, but I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll say right now. I mean, you're the people that are complaining. Yes, you have valid opinions. That's why we're talking about them right here, yes. right? And I mean, you're welcome to make your own podcast and people will listen in as well and they could hear. That would be awesome if we could get a network they're going more, where we all argue with each other. Welcome, yeah, they're more than welcome to join us, more than welcome to start their own. <laughs> Just start strangling but both of us. They want fucking to start typing their emotions down, right? But like my point that I've always, uh, that I've really hammered, I've yeah. hopefully tried to hammer on MyMcBurry.com is that we are no different than any other community. It's just that everyone, one bad thing happens and everyone's on it like shit on Velcro. It's interesting because I was I was uh, I was uh, speaking with uh, a friend today actually about how Fort Memory is or isn't different, and I think what's happening is it's if I mean you're, yes we are a unique environment, but we, we, and we we're in a unique community. I'm yeah, not, yeah, I'm yeah. Debate and and we're, we face unique issues, right? And everyone's saying, well, you guys are having all these catastrophic events happening. Yes, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean in comparison to like how, I mean how many people get hurt at the Hoover Dam? On a yearly basis. I mean, can someone provide these statistics? That'd be great if someone could mail us well, some stats. We got to start doing that ourselves, right? Well, like, it's, screw it. I don't want to. I don't want to prove my point. <laughs> well, let's, like, let's look into our, our second email, actually, from Tessie the Messy. Okay, wait, wait, hang on. Before we start this email, the, this this is really messed up because she's she want she sent an email regarding the sex trade, and her name is Tessie the Messy. I mean, no <laughs> offense, Tessie, but really, is that your username? <laughs> Is it really that messy? <laughs> messy. <laughs> anyway, go on. Well, she goes on to some points, right? Like she, like she's like, I like to hear some discussion around the sex trade in Fort McMurray. Like a common thing that we always there is no hear. sex trade. Look the other way. <laughs> Look at the mines. Look at the mines over here. Look how bad that is. But like a sex trade, is it that everyone says how bad Seven Eleven is? Yeah. I went down the other day, hung around Seven Eleven, and nothing happened. <laughs> what time was it? It was two p.m. <laughs> Well, no, seriously. Like, I've been down partying at fucking diggers. I've been down, like, like, I'm sure there's gonna be the one guy in the fucking hooded cloak. Like, you know, the cartoon after school special. Like, the, this is the bad drug guy. Selling like, raisins. Like, oh. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's one guy's there, but, like, do you see hookers walking up and down the street? I've never have. Like, well, here's the thing though, dude. It, it, I have. I mean, it, it, it is, it where? is career. What? Where? 7 Eleven, man. 11 p.m. at night. I promise you on a you know Friday what? night, I'm you will find them. load up the kid. And I am going to Don't go take your kid down there. I don't want to see this for myself because, like, maybe I just got a different perception of, like, a fucking streetwalker. But here, here's the thing. A streetwalker, why would they look like a hooker, Todd? Like, there are the cops are there. Well, what are they doing? Like, are they just walking up and down the street and you just pull up to them and just be like, yo, hookers, inside. Hookers in Fort Murray, I mean, no offense to the hookers in like, Fort Murray, but, I mean, they're not very, very attractive. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, the have you seen the have you seen our yellow pages and the, the like our our yellow pages our escort pages our escort pages like they're like as big as the white pages. Yes, but that's different. It, that's not an uh, uh, explicit sex trade. It's not like they're raiding your face, going pay me to fuck these. But right? they kind of are though. Why? It's your you're doing like it's one thing when you're down at Seven Eleven buying some fucking Starburst. Yeah. 
to <laughs> you buy Starburst at like fucking two in the morning. Man, it could really go for some Starburst. <laughs> like and and being just bombarded with all this shit, then dialing a phone number purposely looking for it. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference than actually wanting wanting a part to be a part of this club than to have it coming at you, right? Yeah. Like everyone like everyone hits that seven eleven hard. I'm not saying that it's the fucking it's the, the best area that I can take Kingston down to and have a party. But I just don't think it's as bad as everyone's saying. I don't think people got the just fucking trench coat full of drugs saying, here, who wants this? You want some weed? Want some well, coke? Want some yeah, I think, no, no. You want to fuck this chick it's, over it's here? It's obviously it's really, that bad. It's, it's worse than you think, Todd, honestly. I mean, I, it, I'm, I'm telling you it's because I've worked at that 7-Eleven. I've seen how it's like. Yeah, Has it changed since that? then? I'm sure it's changed a bit. But I'm, I'm still saying it's not. It's, but I, like you were saying, it's not any different than from any other city. I mean, there's uh, you go down 118th Avenue in Edmonton. It's the same thing, right? So I mean, like, so how bad do you think it is here? Like, huh? Like Tessie the messy, right? <laughs> That's how I'm going to refer to her all yeah. the time. Like the public's overall perception and awareness. Like right now, I like to think I'm mostly in tune with what the public thinks. Who did that? Uh, who did that article on Forbin Murray? Was it like Vogue or something? Oh, I have that actually. But, yeah, but I think they went a little extreme. What chick in the bar says, can I see your pay stub before you buy me a drink? Fucking no chick. And I'll tell you that for a fact. That was completely fabricated. No, no. That, yeah, I, stuff like that is, is over the top, right? Yeah. But it's not like it doesn't exist, right? And here's the thing. like, um, You get into exaggerations, and exaggerations become the truth. I mean, that's how rumors spread, essentially. Uh, but what I would say is, it's no different from any other city. It's just... No, I don't think it is. And I don't think it's as bad as what people are saying. But what else does, does Tessie the Messi write here? Uh, the myriad of... Da- Did you pass this to me because you couldn't pronounce myriad? Pretty much. <laughs> the myriad the my- myriad dangers women face considering, <laughs> considering the unique environment of the Mac. The myriad of dangers that women face. What would be the dangers? Too many guys hitting on them? Well, <laughs> like, Yes. I can see that. I can totally actually. See it it, I wonder if there's a, are there statistics on that on like rape rapes in Fort Murray. We gotta start doing more homework on this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're actually this is like becoming a job. <laughs> is, actually, all right. Let's see that on the next podcast. What's our next? <laughs> <laughs> Men's perception of women in Fort Murray in light of the institutionalized nomadicy nomadicism. Big words, Messi. This chick is just big, fucking big messy here, words man. from Tessie. <laughs> Quote unquote oil sense truth.org really working full time work camps for memory of the town. That kind of shit I can understand and see. Because ultimately, when you go to an industrial site, the ratio of men to women is substantially different. And it probably is as a whole in this town. So obviously, if you get one woman. But here, here's the thing. Here's one the thing. women. This, I, I these, even are, talk. these are pre She's throwing down words like matriad, and I can't even fucking say women properly. <laughs> No, no, what I'm getting, yeah, now, now they're, we're gonna get posted on it's like, these two guys are a bunch of yokels. <laughs> no, what, um, essentially, um, uh, the institutionalized no- nomadicism. Um, this is- <laughs> what that means. That means, are you, so- it's, <laughs> this is the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> what it means We're is gonna make it men men come into the city with the with the idea that uh with the idea of how women are supposed to be here in, in the town. And here's the thing. Uh it it does is if Fort Murray isn't generating this mentality. This mentality is being created outside of Fort McMurray. Yes. So what's happened is there's people that are coming in with that mentality where they're like, Oh yeah, man, there's hookers that come uh, come out to the camp and they suck your dick so good. <laughs> Probably not like that, but anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's, I think you hit the nail on the head on that one. But essentially, this is driven into them. So they come in with that mentality. Yeah. They end up finding it because essentially if you're looking for that in any city if you're looking to hook up i mean go on craigslist for god's sakes i mean if you're looking for a man for a woman with a penis you're gonna find a woman with a penis Penis. yeah (laughs) Yeah, but like uh essentially they come and find it and then like oh yeah this is how it is over there you can get this lady friend that goes up to and she'll do her rounds and blah 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 and and here's the thing like that mentality it's it's being perpetuated essentially right it's i mean uh, I'll, i'll tell you right now like i mean uh, I've lived here quite some time. I've probably encountered three prostitutes in my time here in Fort Murray. How many but- have you encountered in Edmonton? What? How many encountered in Edmonton? Oh, at least four. One of them actually came right up to it. Did I tell you that story? No. So me and Doug are driving down 118th, right? Yeah. And what what ended up happening was we were lo- we were kind of lost. We were trying to find this restaurant and prostitutes. No, <laughs> no, joking. <laughs> and we had to turn around this in this parking lot, right? And my brother's on the passenger side, and I'm trying to fi- and I'm, tr- I'm turning around I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for the turn. And then this lady there, and she thinks we parked. And she's like, oh, yeah, these guys are ready to party. So she starts coming up to my brother. And it's, I swear to God, it was like a zombie movie because she's like a crackhead too, right? So she's like dragging her leg. And my brother's like, drive the car. Go. Make the turn. And she's like, yeah. My brother's like rolling up the window with the electronic switch. And it's like, just slow, slow, slow. And she, her hands, her hands come up to the window. And we just make it out of there, right? My brother's like, oh, my God. But uh, okay, so you fuck. We just did our own stats. You've been in this town since you were three. Yeah. So you see, you count what three? Three. Yeah. And I was working. And and these. But here's the thing. Everyone's like, "Well, you said that there were prostitutes or something." Yes, these three prostitutes were there almost every weekend night. They like it was like their job. They would show up there and they'd be, you know, they'd be, you know, we'd kick them out. We'd say like, "Get out of here, you dirty Horn. prostitute!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lady of the night <laughs> and and ah. yeah and then they'd be like the regular drug dealers right and they'd get arrested and then they'd make bail and they'd come you know i mean essentially like the thing is they they know how to work that system because essentially how do you build so you can't you can't really what, what can you okay don't process don't be a prostitute unless you catch them in the act unless these rcmp officers catch them in the act they can't really they can't really uh press charges they have to basically they can hold them for the night yeah. and then release them the next day oh yeah. she's off the streets for one night right prostitution uh- Laws are quite different. Well, I mean, essentially, you have to set up a sting or something, right? And I mean, the whole thing is like... It's weird because it's like, if I say, I'll give you 50 bucks to suck my dick... No. No, no, apparently that's different than you saying, hey, give me 50 bucks and I'll suck your dick. It's different. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about like the terminology. Like, it's soliciting. Uh, It's... Back when I was picking up hookers, it fucking... Back in the the 80s. 80s. Uh, But essentially, um... So uh, I'll give you uh, so so I've encountered more prostitutes in Edmonton than in Fort Murray. And, you've only been in and I've been in Edmonton short sh- while I was in university, and since I've you know been traveling since back and forth. What, like, but here's the thing: here's the thing. My exposure to these prostitutes was more in Fort Murray because these three regular prostitutes would be there every weekend that I worked. Because yeah, you worked there exactly. You worked and in Edmonton, around, it was just run-ins. I'd be like, you know, I, I you know, I'd be getting some money from the bank, and there'd be like a uh, she'd be waiting outside the bank. She's like, hey, you want going to give me twenty dollars to suck you good? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Get away yes, from me. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> but uh, I mean, essentially, yeah, no, but uh, that's what I'm getting at. Is it, It's all about the, I mean, it comes down to your the, your lifestyle, right? Like, what are you what are you doing as a person 
that is having you encounter these te- type of people on a daily basis. Just getting some Starbursts what? at the fucking <laughs> at two in the morning. <laughs> is that what they call it? We're from you, where you come from? Starburst. I'm gonna get my Starburst on. <laughs> Starburst on. But um. But yeah, but that's that's I I think that's what it is. It's like I mean I I mean I know this goes back to like oh well you're just you're you're calling us degenerates. But here's the thing, like um uh, you know it's it's like one of my dad's you know how my dad has these sayings. My dad's whole thing is like you tell me who your friends are, I'll tell you who you are. And the whole thing is like you are the company you keep. And I mean the whole thing is you might not be that person, but that's how people will perceive you. If you hang out with a bunch of crackheads, people will think you are a crackhead. It doesn't mean you are one, right? And the whole thing is like... You know my my philosophy on fucking stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. Just because I hang out with a shitload of crackheads doesn't mean I'm a fucking crackhead. (laughs) There's like three crackheads just sitting in the kitchen, uh, just cooking, cooking candy. some crack. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> um, what else does Tessie the Messy have to say? Uh, what else? Big words. Oh, right, so, so but, but okay. So wait, wait. It, the, the long and short of it is, um, I believe a lot of this perception is coming from the. I mean, these people are outspoken. Why? Because they want the attention. So these guys that are, that are basically saying, "Oh, there's a lot of prostitution in Fort Mac." These are the people. This is coming from the people that are. Be, that are probably do like probably witness to it, probably paying for it, right? Yeah. And you know, and if they're not, it's because they know someone who is. Because otherwise, how are you getting that? What you read an article on the internet that said this, right? Yeah, I could find the same article on statistics on Edmonton, on Toronto about prostitution. I'm pretty sure the the, the prostitution drug trade in Toronto is far higher. And yes, they have a higher population, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's non-existent in that city. Exactly. Just the same way it's non-existent. What do you expect? No prostitution in Fort Marie? Yeah. That's impossible. Small towns like Grassland have prostitution. So yeah. Oh, that's where all those fucking things in the bathroom when you go down there. Eh? Well, did I tell you? All five, five, five. I was, I was on, I was, uh, I was taking the bus to Edmonton. You called one of those and, numbers. And, and, <laughs> yeah, I called the number. And, no, I was, I was sharing, uh, I was sharing my seat with like there was a girl that came in and she was, you know, she, I, I shared the bus ride with her, right? And we were talking and I was like, and she's like, oh, what do you do? And I'm blah blah blah, right? And then I'm like, oh yeah, what are you doing for Max? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm here, uh, I'm doing a dancing gig. I'm like, oh cool. Oh, I'm like for 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 like what for like a uh, an event or whatever. Ballet, she's like, and it, it will, yeah, I'm, that's. How, how ignorant I am, right? And she's like, no, not, it's not that kind of dancing. I'm like, oh. And they're like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And she's like, oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'm like, no, no. It's nothing, you know. Get the fuck out of the yeah. seat. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> Bus driver. Can I change seats? I don't want to catch the herpes. Dude, you've shared a street with a stripper. That's fucking... Well, yeah, but... You must get some stories out of a stripper. Well, no. It, it, but here's the thing. I didn't press it because why? I'm not that type of person. I don't want to be like, <laughs> so do they throw coins at your <laughs> pussy? And Like, I, 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 I'm not that type of guy. <laughs> just start getting naked. It's like, did it just get hot in here? Is it just me, <laughs> sir? Please put on your pants. <laughs> Listen to this song on my iPod. It's like, yeah, but I mean, but I mean, that's an experience I had. What does that tell you? Does that mean, oh my God, Fort Murray's full of strippers? No, it just means I shared a seat with a stripper that was from Edmonton who was coming to Fort Murray for work. They usually fly out of WestJet at the Sunday nights at the oh, airport. I mean, there you go. I mean, it's fucking funny, man. They come out and this, you look a bunch the, of coins. <laughs> The X-ray and it's yeah. all these plastic swords and maracas and shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Excuse me, are you on a quest? <laughs> You're gonna drop a ring into a fire? What, what level? Is what level? What level warrior are you? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and and it, it, essentially, this this is my experience. Does that make it truth? No, and that's why I think that sites like Oil Sands Truth. I mean, I've I've, I've been to this site a couple of times, and I'll tell you right now, seventy percent of what they report is true. Thirty percent of of it is bullshit, it's and it's up. And it's not bullshit because they they fabricate. It. It's bullshit because they got it from a source that exaggerated that truth. It's the one offs. Yeah, and I mean, 
do do does this site have a right to exist? Yes, it does. Why? Because it keeps oil companies in check. Like I like the term black swan events. Like it's like someone says, like someone could come up to me the other day, they'd be like, "Well, Fort McMurray is such a shit town. They fucking kicked out three hundred residents from these fucking brand new buildings, and cops get shot. All the cops got shot. Does that- <laughs> cops get shot all the well, cops got shot." <laughs> Does that shit happen? Yes. Does it happen every day? Fuck no. You know what's weird about that shooting? Uh, we were just talking about RoboCop the last podcast. Oh, no, it was two podcasts two ago podcasts. about how we needed a cop to get shot down. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that to happen. <laughs> I, think, I think what it is is whatever we say in the recording. It's going to happen. It's, true. it's like a, it's a magical it's like Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. <laughs> the Magical Recorder. <laughs> um but yeah, okay. So j- just just to let you know, I mean, it, it, men's perceptions. What what are what are my perceptions of women in Fort McMurray? Meh, they're like they're like women in Edmonton or women. I know girls, a girl that have girl- fucking bitches. <laughs> you know what? If a girl's a bitch, she's a bitch regardless of the city she lives in. Exactly. Yeah. No, like I feel bad for some of the women in this town because yes, our ratio in this in like in the summer it seems like the women just come out of the woodwork and they're fucking everywhere, right? But like, well, no, seriously. we can come out again. <laughs> But no, like you get to these spots at work and you get like there's substantially much more men than women and even in some of the fucking bars and clubs, right? So I do feel bad for some women because you are going to get hit on quite some time. Yeah. Quite some time. Quite a lot, actually. If I could talk properly, everything would go by a lot smoother. (laughs) But like I can understand them being in uh, an uncomfortable situation because like really, if depending on how you can handle it, like I guess... To, you, to handle for McBurn, you've got to be a tough chick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and a you got to be a tough guy too, though. Well, you got to be a tough guy, but and a lot of guys, like guys' definition of flirting, like is a lot different. Like, depends on the guy well, too. Well, like a guy come up to you and grab your tit, and he'd be like, "Well, I'm just flirting, man. What? What? What's wrong with that?" Like, you know what I mean? Like, that is a little <laughs> Who is that? Guy? <laughs> it's me, actually. <laughs> just grab a tit. <laughs> grab your own tit. <laughs> just do something for you. Guy. Lick your tit. <laughs> Making you hot. No, like, I, please I put your shirt back on, sir. <laughs> I just get kicked. You gotta get out of the bar, sir. If you don't get your clothes, stop licking your tits. Stop licking your own boobs, sir. But I can understand, and I feel bad for him in situations like that because you can get like the the, the Bible school girl, like eighteen, fresh out of buttfuck Manitoba, come up here in New House Sands, right, and in Fort McMurray, and it's a bit of an adjustment. But you got to be able to. Adapt, but here's the thing: right? it, that's no different than a girl from uh, a country a country village coming to the big city Edmonton. Exactly. Like, I mean, when I went to university, yeah. lots of that girl, like girls, you know, just yeah. getting out of the house for the first time, going to university, and just partying their fucking it, faces off. It's, it's not so much an adjustment to Fort Mac; it's an adjustment to life. Guys are going to hit on girls, and you're and here's get the guys thing: that are fucking a lot aggressive. of people, a lot of the people you're get the guys that throw the roofies into the bottle, and you're going to get the guys that are fucking gentlemen and just get walked. Yeah, and I mean, it, it happens. All the and time. It, for the guys listening right now. Don't be dicks, man. Because no. you're you're the ones perpetuating this yes. uh, this point of view. Yeah. I mean, if you're a dick, stop being a dick. Yeah. Like seriously, no. like th- they're these a- the asshole guys yeah, are the right. ones that are making it bad for everyone no, here, true. right? It's the handful of fucking idiots yeah. that make it bad for like everybody, right? Yeah. You got to treat the women with respect, and you just got to be generally kind to them. You can't just go up to the bar and just start grinding them at the yeah. fucking and, and women. Like, hey, hey, let's fucking. And party. also, women, you got to stop being bitches too. <laughs> bitchy girls need to stop being bitchy. So <laughs> let that be a lesson to both genders yeah. and trannies. Just keep being trannies. <laughs> okay, so the next item from uh, Messi. 
is uh, our locals, not just those who live here full-time now, but those born and raised here, concerned about the sex trade. Also, how much has it changed in recent years, according to locals, not just statistically? Well, I think we kind of already answered half of that. I consider myself a local. I I wasn't born here, but I have grew up here. I've lived here since the early 90s. I consider myself a local. Local. Mm -hmm. Local. Local. I'm a local. I'm a local. And I've already said my opinion. To me, if there is a, a sex trade, it is not that apparent where I can visibly see it on a regular basis. And and I'll tell you right now, since since I've I've stopped working at Seven Eleven, I haven't met one prostitute in the city. There you go. So I, I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm sure they exist. And if anything, I'm sure there's more of them. And I do. Like, but but my style of living and whatnot has not yeah, allowed me like, to cross paths. You're talking to a guy like, yeah, I'll go to Showgirls. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I'll go to Diggers. Like, yeah, you'll be a creep. <laughs> No, like I go out and party in these spots yeah. every now and then. I have a good time, right? Yeah. And am I getting cornered to fucking pay for sex? No. Do yeah. I see my friends? My my better. Maybe, maybe it's not attractive enough. Maybe it's not me, but no, my better looking friends aren't either. So I'm bringing them down with me. <laughs> <so>. Sinking ship. <laughs> So just just so you know, uh, actually, uh, Tessie, that was that was awesome. Thanks for the email. Yes, and uh, if you want to if you want to reply to what we just talked about, please, yeah, give us more stuff to talk about. Because uh, yeah, we uh, is is she from Fort Murray? Do we know? Uh, she's on Twitter, and she has I got her on Twitter, and she does say she's from Fort Murray. Well, so. you know what? It, it, we we want guests. So yeah. Tessie, if you're up for it, yeah, we'd we'd love to hear your side I, of the I argument. I already have a women of Fort Murray. <laughs> it's like she she comes. It's like Tessie was never heard of again. <laughs> it's all a big scam. <laughs> That's yeah, because I do have a Women of Fort McMurray episode planned. But the problem is, I filmed the show in my house, so it's yeah. like come into the house, just lock the door. <laughs> Let's do the show. <laughs> Go into the basement. Um, on, okay, what do you got? A lot of stuff happened this week, but one of the big ones that is definitely has an impact for McMurray is that the government got disbanded. Yes. Like, yes, I'm there's been gonna... a there's been a lot of this on YouTube too. A lot of my friends from Edmonton have been posting stuff about you know it's like oh Stephen Harper is the emperor from uh, from Epi- from uh, Star Wars like because apparently he did a, he did a speech where it parallels the emperor's speech in Episode Three. What? Yeah, yeah, you got to see the clip. It's on YouTube. I'll have to check it out. Like I don't want to sit here and go into into sides about who we're going to vote for. I definitely will as we get closer to the election. But my biggest thing right now is I really encourage. Everyone that's eligible to vote. Yeah, here, here's the thing. A lot of people complain about government, then do something about it. And the reason why we're having all these problems with the government is because they keep getting a minority. Yeah. Like, so, like, when you have a, for those people that don't know Canadian government, and I'm not the most knowledgeable ones, but yeah. I do like to pay attention as much as I possibly can. Like, if you don't get the majority of seats in the government, then the people with the most seats become the government. Yep. And then it's, like, the conservative government for the last, I think, since 2006 only had a minority government. They didn't yeah. have enough to capture the majority seats. Yeah. So half of that time, like this is the fourth time we're going to vote in the last seven and, years. And uh, one of the big complaints is the fact that a lot of people don't vote because it makes no difference because they're saying, well, the, the seats aren't in comparison. I mean, a big complaint from the West, from Western Canada is we don't have enough yeah, seats right. and th- that needs to change, right? right. On, whoever wins Ontario and Quebec wins the government. But, but yeah. like, if you want to get down to nitty-gritty... Yes, like the, that's definitely a factor. I don't think it's the plain factor. Like to me, I treat my vote as to who I want to lead this country. It's kind of shitty because. But here's I, the thing: you're I'm not voting not for a, the person; you're voting for, for the, the party. party. And I'm not a fan of that because, like, I may not like Harper, but I like Brian Jean. Yeah. And unfortunately, if I like Brian Jean, then Stephen Harper becomes prime minister. Yeah. If that's the way it works, right? But I biggest thing though I can ever say is go out and vote. We need the numbers. Like, 
if you complain about the government, go out and vote try to change. And 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 here's the thing, like um, it's our democratic right. It's literally what they it, fought it's for. Not, no it's wars. not just our right; it's our responsibility. Because yes. if we don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> like no, I mean there's there. Well, I mean it's look, funny because, look like, what's going on in Libya right now and in yeah. Egypt. This is people would people are literally killing for this right right exactly. now. Exactly. So we have it. It's fucking so use it. Absolutely. We will definitely talk about more of the federal election as we go on, but I just want to get into people's heads. May 3rd or 2nd? May 3rd is the election. You're going to start seeing it more. Like It's going to be in the head. It already is in the headlines. Yeah. It's going to be more so. The campaigns are on. All the leaders are going nuts. The debates are on TV are fucking great. I loved it. I always wish that the politicians had more of a sense of humor because if I was the prime minister going into a televised debate, I would definitely have like a bullseye. On my head, as a yeah. joke, or on my shirt, because that's the. That's well, then people will be like, he doesn't take himself seriously enough. Hey, man, it's you take your job seriously, not yourself. And that's a fucking motto of mine. Yeah, I'm just trying to see where when it's supposed to. It's the second or the third, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, but regardless, regardless, it's coming go up. Go out and vote. Now, it doesn't take much to register. You, yeah. Actually, you don't have to. You can just go to the polling station and you can yeah. register your rate there. And also, people, please, um, I know it's easy to just be like, oh, look, people are saying Stephen Harper is evil or so-and-so, we shouldn't vote for him. Make your own opinion. Really read, really read, read the about platforms. the issue. Because there's Websites too much of this. Websites are so easy to access now. Conservatives.ca, liberals.ca, NDP.ca, GreenParty.ca. Yeah. Don't listen to the ad campaigns. Actually, look at what Read the parties the have to, to to offer and see how it reflects you as a student, as a as a worker, as whatever as your a walk family, of life, as a as a prostitute in Fort Murray, <laughs> as a crack whore in Edmonton, as a human being, as a fucking Canadian. Go yeah. out and vote. And I can't stress Don't this care who you vote for, yeah. just go out and vote. Yeah, and I can't stress this enough again. Like we said, man, right now, right now people are fighting a war for that right. So I mean, don't take it for granted, people. So we got a couple emails this time. Thanks uh, to Tessie the Messy. Tessie the Messy. <laughs> we we a, want to hear from you. A guys. lot of feedback on the forum. Keep giving us stuff. Come on, keep keep you know what? Uh fuck you all on the forum. <laughs> Let's let's hear I it. Come on. I will keep agitating everyone until I can get a response. Facebook.com slash YYM. Pod- Fuck, why do I keep calling it YYM? You know what someone called it the other day? What? They're like, hey, Todd, I hear you're doing this podcast. What's it called? The Yum Podcast? Yeah. <laughs> you like, called me fat. I was just like, you know what? I should start that. Actually, a food the podcast. Yum. Just an hour of me talking about cakes and cookies. <laughs> Jomas. Just an hour of me eating Jomas. Fuck you. Facebook.com slash YMM Podcast, YMM Podcast.com, for Murray Podcast.com, or on Twitter, YMM Podcast. That's right. iTunes, we're there. Subscribe, automatically downloads into your into your iPod. Just search Y. Why do I even want to call it? YMM. YMM Podcast? I'm the one that fucking made the name. I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Also, SoundCloud, as always. I mean, it'll be available SoundCloud on our Facebook. It'll be our latest page. episode. Uh, I say this every episode, I'll say it again. YMM Podcast is here to stay. Yep. For YMM Podcast, I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. See you next set. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck.